0: The word ekphrasis comes from the Greek for the description of a work of art produced as a rhetorical exercise. It is a vivid, often dramatic, verbal description of a visual art piece. Hello everyone, this is Darwin Nesadou. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 8 of The Ekfrastic, a podcast where we paint pictures with words. Today's subject, Kalita Rawls, author, illustrator, fine art artist, and graphic designer. She's earned widespread recognition for her exacting ethereal depictions of water, and after spending over two decades selling work directly out of her studio, she has broken into the international art scene. We'll get to know her a bit little bit in a second but first let's get into some art news all right so first up we have oh hey the um the artists Jordan Castile and Daniel Lynn Ramos are among the 2021 winners of the MacArthur Genius Awards so yeah the Genius Awards were, were, uh, were handed out and let's just jump right into it here today the John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation announced the newest class of 25 fellows to be awarded the MacArthur Genius Grant, one of America's most coveted accolades, which comes with an unrestricted gift of 625 k Among the 2021 winners are painter Jordan Castile, who, at the age of 32, is the youngest fellow on the list. Uh, There's a sculptor and painter, Daniel Lynn Ramos. Uh, He's an art art historian and curator, and uh, I'm sorry, another person was the art historian and curator, Nicole Fleetwood, and filmmaker and media artist, uh, Alex Rivera. Outside the uh, the visual arts, digital media scholars, Sophia Noble, cinema uh, studies scholar and curator, Jacqueline Stewart, who is the chief artist and programming officer of the new Academy Museum of Motion Pictures and author of the 2020 book, How to Be an Anti-Racist. Ibram X. Kendi uh, were also named winners. So as we emerge from the, this is a quote here, as we emerge from the shadows of the past two years, this class of 25 fellows helps us reimagine what's possible. Cecilia Conrad, managing director of the MacArthur Fellows, said in a statement. They demonstrate that creativity has no boundaries. It helps in all fields of uh, endeavor among the relatively young and more seasoned in Iowa and Puerto Rico. Hundreds of anonymous individuals are tasked with nominating the fellows, and that list is whittled down to around 30 names by a smaller committee. The program does not accept applications or public nominations. So congratulations to those folks, looking forward to future work from them and um, seeing how they put that money to good use. All right, gonna take a hard left here. Reading now from Artnet News. uh, The National Gallery's prized Peter Paul Rubens painting is actually a fake. New artificial intelligence testing has found. Wow, we have uh, some AI tech um, that's debunking uh, some some of these uh, deep fakes out here. A series of tests using artificial intelligence have found that the peter paul rubens masterpiece samson and delilah and, and i'm looking at the picture here it's uh, an impressive um impressive p- impressive piece uh shows samson lying in the lap of delilah while her co-conspirators um you know cutting his hair off as he as he sleeps uh, after comparing the work against 148 uncontested rubens paintings the algorithm came to the astonishing conclusion that there was a 91% chance that um, that this was uh, inauthentic. The AI was powered by a con- convolutional neural network that uh, analyzed brushstrokes, patterns, and other aspects of Rubin's known works and compared them to the National Gallery painting, the authorship of which has long been the subject of controversy. I was so shook Karina Papovici, a scientist who confounded the Swiss firm Art Recognition, which conducted the study, told The Guardian. We repeated the experiments to be really sure that we were not making a mistake, and the result was always the same. Every patch, every single square, came out as a fake with more than 90% probability. The result lends credence to the scholars who have dubbed who have uh, who have doubted the work's authenticity. Uh, since the institution acquired it for 2.5 million euro in 1980. At the time, it was the third most expensive work of art ever sold, according to the New York Times. Oh my god, And it's a fake. It's a goddamn fake. But the painting crops Samson's toes, which appear in full in two 17th century copies, a Jacob uh, Matham engraving and a Franz Fricken and Younger painting that shows the work on display, in the home of its original owner. Detractors claim the truncated composition of the National Gallery picture proves the work to be a copy of a lost original. Concerns about the work made headlines back in 2005 when the National Gallery staged a blockbuster survey of the artist's work, Rubens, a master in the making. The show omitted both contemporary copies of the painting. Yep, because yeah, I knew something was up when i first saw the national gallery samson in the in 1987 immediately i thought it could not have been painted by rubens and i suppose that it was a copy a 20th century copy artist and independent scholar uh euphrosine doxia this Des- whoa this is a contemporary <laughs> art scholar this person sounds like somebody that was back around uh the time of Socrates. So what kind of name is Euphrosyne Euphrosine Daxiades. Okay, maybe it's Greek. Uh, told Spiegel International at the time. She had submitted a report with her concerns to the museum in 1992 and still maintains an entire website dedicated to (laughs) debunking the picture. (laughs) You don't want to mess with you, Frozen, yo. She is on it. And she still maintains this website, (laughs) updating it every day, waiting for this news to drop. Aha, we got them. Those bastards. (laughs) Samson and Delilah skeptics also question the painting's quality, as well as its style and color palette. Though the museum claims the work represents a, pr- a period of experimentation for Rubens, you would say that. <laughs> you would say that. All the excuses, just bro, it's a fake. You've 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 had your own suspicions since the freaking um 2005, and and now you're trying to have all kinds of reasons, like oh, it was experimental period of Rubens. His best-known work from the same period, The Raising of the Cross, bears uh, the familiar uh, hallmarks hallmarks of this style. Even more damning is the painting's prov- uh, providence from the 20th century. A city official in Antwerp named Nicholas Rocox uh, was said to have commissioned the painting around 1609, after Rubens uh, uh, returned uh, to the country following an 8 year stint in Italy. It disappeared following uh, Rilcox's death in 1640. When the work resurfaced in Paris in 1929, it was attributed to Gerrit Van Von Horst. Then Ludwig Burchard, an expert on Rubens, signed a certificate of authenticity attesting to his authorship. When uh, Buchard died in 1960, it came to light that he had falsely authenticated work for his own commercial benefit. Yo, it's there's just so much scamming going on in this whole freaking saga. Over 60 Buchard Rubens uh, attributions have subsequently, I keep saying, changing his name up, is it Buchard? Uh, Buchard? B U R C H A R D? We're gonna go Buchard. Uh, have subsequently been demoted in the Corpse Rubinium itself according to Artwatch UK, which has been following the Samson and Delilah saga for years. Despite the controversy, the National Gallery continues to stand behind the work and still features it um, as one of the 30 highlights in the museum's collection. Boy, just, just doubling, tripling down, aren't you? The gallery always takes note of new research, the museum told The Guardian. We await its publication in full so that any evidence can be properly assessed. Until such time, it will not be possible to comment further. Another Rubin's work in the museum collection, A View of Hetstein in the Early Morning, fared better under the AI analysis, which found there was a 98.8% chance it was actually done by the artist. And I bet you ain't questioning that one. I bet you not. Mm-hmm. I see you. <laughs> Okay, last but not least here, uh, reading from the Smithsonian Magazine, an artist takes museums, 84K uh, returns with blank canvas titled, Take the Money and Run. Uh, This has made regular headlines, not just in the art spaces, so it's it's kind of funny. Let's go ahead and and get some more details about what happened here. So when staff at the uh, Kunston Museum of Modern Art in Alborg, uh, lone artist Jen Hanning 534,000 Danish kron, the equivalent of 84 US dolo- 84,000 US dollars, they expected him to create a new version of a previous artwork in which he framed a large amount of cash to illustrate the difference between annual income in Denmark and Austria. Instead, Hanning came back to them with two blank canvases titled, Take the Money and Run. I actually laughed when I saw it, museum CEO... Uh, Lace Anderson tells NPR's uh, Bill Chappelle. According to Euronews, Tom Bateman, a museum spokesperson, says the institution has a written agreement with Hanning that the money must be returned when the exhibition ends on January 16, 2022. But the artist tells Danish Radio um, that he has no plans to repay the cash. The work is that I have taken their money, he says. It's this is great like it, art is so subjective and personally i think a bunch of it is scammy anyways it's all like built upon assumptions off other assumptions and off of somebody's subjective opinion from some time ago and we just put this arbitrary prices over this stuff so this is great <laughs> the work is that i have taken their money that that's his only quote Hanning adds that he drew inspiration from the pay constant offered for the artwork. Per Euronews, his contract included a display fee of about $1,500 and reimbursement for expenses up to $7,000. Hanning tells uh, the P1, uh, some radio program, he would have uh, had to spend roughly $3,900 of his own money on the work. I encourage other people who have working conditions as miserable as mine to do the same. He says, per a translation by Artnet News, Taylor Defoe, if they are sitting on some job not getting paid and are actually being asked to pay money to go to work, they should take what they can and run. Uh, Speaking to P1, as translated by Washington Post, Anderson says that uh, that he agrees a work in its own right has been created but actually comments on the exhibition we have. But, he adds, that is not the agreement we had. The museum hung the canvases um, in the spot where it had planned to put Hanning's work as part of an exhibition called Work It Out, <laughs> reports Catherine Heckney. Uh It also posted his email explaining the work. It's more or less a performance piece, Anderson tells the art uh, newspaper, Henning is well known in Denmark for such works as reproducing the, Nash, the, Nash, the nation's flag in grain and moving a car dealership and a um, massage clinic into exhibition buildings. Work it out, which opens on September 24, focuses on the nature of work and the potential to make working life sustainable for individuals and in society. Uh, so that's the, uh, the the news coming out of uh, the Smithsonian Magazine about this piece that you this. Uh, yeah, this artist's work that you might have seen going around. And uh, that's funny to me. Uh, I'm sure it's, <laughs> it's causing a lot of headaches over there. Uh, but we'll let, we leave that there and let them handle it, and we'll probably follow up in the future to see how they work things out, uh, as the uh, exhibition was called. And now back to our artist, Kalita Garcia Rawls. Kalita grew up in a working-class family in Wilmington, Delaware, the daughter of a post office clerk and Amtrak worker. In her own words, my heritage is mixed. She mentions this and says that uh, my grandmother would never count her great-grandparents as family because they were actually slave masters, though she does know their names. As a kid, she recalls drawing things like Garfield cartoons and selling them for a quarter to friends. Um, she'd be like, "Okay, what do you want? A Snoopy?" You know, she's she's doling these these drawings out. Uh, she would she would write she would write down what everybody wanted, and go home and do a cartoon and put their names uh, in like bubble letters on the cartoons. Um, from a young age, she had a strong feeling that she could make money from selling art. And it was kind of fun, apparently, you know, taking the orders and, uh, and delivering on and having a satisfied customer. A graduate of Spelman College with uh, a master's in painting uh, at uh, New York, uh, NYU, Rawls worked primarily throughout her 30s as a graphic designer. She di- she directly credits the education, though, that she received at Spelman for molding her into the full creative professional she is today. At Spelman, she found she was Multifaceted and could do many things, and that has not stopped. As an art major in 1997, Rawls was one of the student interns to travel to Portobello, Panama, where she participated in the Spelman College Summer Art Colony uh, Program. For nearly a decade, she has maintained a 700-square-foot studio space in Inglewood's uh, Beacon Arts Building, a nondescript concrete warehouse next to a community church and an auto shop. Each day, she spends between 8 and 10 hours in her studio, suspended by um, scaffolding. In 2015, she turned her full attention to painting scenes of water. Rawls' style uh, merges photorealism with poetic abstraction through immersive paintings using acrylic on canvas. She blends techniques from portraiture and Landscape painting, photorealism, and conceptual art, generating a visual language that is wholly her own. Her work is perhaps best known for her intricate, large format paintings, and which are built around images based on her own photographs. So she, she actually takes pictures. She does these photographs, and she, you know, especially when you look at some of her work, there, there, it's it's objects in motion. So. She captures sometimes up to 400 photographs and has to pick the best one that she thinks will be able to translate in into a, in a, in a painting. And so in these photographs, uh, black bodies submerged in rippling water, submerged in these glistening waters. Her her subjects are swarmed by a flurry of bubbles, ripples, and attracted light. Kalita Rawls' love for this element was born about five years ago when During her third pregnancy, she learned to swim. What began as an exercise to keep fit turned out to be essentially not only for the body, but also for the mind and soul. Floating gently on the water gave her a sense of lightness and freedom. It was a way to momentarily move away from responsibility from everyday life and simply let herself be rocked by the movements of the waves. These sensations led the artist to want to represent That state of well-being and carefreeness, um, that water that made her feel free, trying to convey the same emotions to her audience through uh, art. For Rawls, water is a spiritually healing element for all people, yet she recognizes its historical connotations to racial uh, exclusion and cultural fears. Floating on ripples of cerulean and washes of deep cavernous blue, Her portraits envision black men and women, often draped in ivory gowns, floating in masses of untamed water from edge to edge of her canvas. She uses the complicated duality of water as a platform to address identity politics while reimagining her subjects beyond cultural tropes. At times, her work alludes to current events, even making topographical maps of cities where Acts of racially targeted violence have occurred. In other moments, her work are are purely celebratory of the resilience, strength, and beauty of African American culture. Aesthetically, the pieces reverberate with a kind of spiritual calm, but they are also loaded with political meaning. Made in conscious references, uh, Rawls says to the enslaved Africans who leapt from American bound for for America bound ships during the Middle Passage in fatal acts of resistance and the Jim Crow era laws that restricted access to Black people to beaches and pools in the U.S. This totally reminds me of Killmonger's final declaration in Marvel's um, Black Panther. Just bury me in the ocean with my ancestors who jumped from ships because they knew death was better than bondage. Today's ekphrastic poem is inspired actually by the cover art recently commissioned for Tana nehisi debut novel, The Water Dancer. As a reminder, here's how this works. Remember, this is going to be a description of a visual art piece. As I'm speaking, I want you to visit the Ekphrastic page on my website, darwindarker.com. Check the show notes for a link. There, you will find a catalog of all the artwork we discuss. To accompany today's reading, I want you to pull up the image of Kalita Rawls's. 2018 piece, The Water Dancer. I'll give you a second to search for it in your browser. To be the water dancer. To be the water, to be the water dancer. Embody these elements. She, could not be a bystander, not to what she was witnessing. In her eyes, the truth was plain. To be sure, her experience prepared her for this very moment. Was struggling to fit in, she knows it. It's all right, baby. Madame Flame told me, "Free your, Free your mind. mind, be formless, be formless. shapeless." shapeless. He was there when it all happened. For him, he could recall it like it was yesterday. His instincts told him straight away what he knew should be done. We're wrestling with thoughts of conforming. And he knows it. Don't even worry about it, Mr. Rock told me. For your mind. Be formless. formless. Shapeless. Shapeless. They still... Can't believe their eyes. To them, it's burned in the back of their skull. Their mind came to but one conclusion. We're fighting to be different, and they know it. It will be okay. They are a tree, told me. Free Free your mind. mind. Be formless. Shapeless. We, we, we were, 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 all, all there. In us, the memory will live on forever. Our journey has crossed this path before. We're grappling with who we are, and we know it. We can fix this. Legion of Clouds told me, "For your your mind. mind. Be formless. formless. Shapeless. 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 Shapeless Shapeless like like water the water dancer embodies these elements. At the beginning of the pandemic in February 2020, Kalita Rawls' debut solo exhibit, A Dream for My Lilith, opened at various small fires in LA and included the Ta-Nehisi Coates book cover painting in the project space while the main gallery was given over entirely to paintings of women and girls the first solo exhibition sold out before its opening night. Now, the artist has new representation at the global gallery, Lehman Mupin, which uh, with, which has locations in New York, Hong Kong, Seoul, uh, and London, and whose roster also counts, Nari War, Cecilia Vacuna, and uh, Catherine Opie. Her work has been has been featured in numerous group exhibitions, uh, actually, including Art Finds A Way, in, uh, North Museum of Art in West Palm Beach, Florida, View from Here, uh, also in L.A. County uh, Museum of Art, and Living Off Experience, Brush Arts Gallery in New York. Oh, there was actually a recent press release. Um, okay, so press release from the Lehman Mupin. Um, okay, so opening reception. Okay, so on Thursday, September 9th, oh, well, I guess we missed that. On Thursday, September 9th, 2021, uh, they presented On the Other Side of Everything, artist Kalita Rawls' first solo exhibition in New York, and her first with the gallery since joining Lehman Mupin in February 2021. Okay, so okay, well, you know, it's still going on. So this is a focus presentation will feature four new paintings that are Rawls' most abstract work to date and which continue her critical investigation into the complicated relationship between race, narrative, and uh, positionality. Man, I wonder what these things look like, and they're abstract. It's, uh, well, yeah, so that's a little bit uh, different. That's way different from the current stuff that uh, she's she's been um, notably um, receiving accolades for. So Rawls explains that we, the viewer, are on the other side, on the outside of their perspective. We are on the other side of everything. The works in On the Other Side of Everything offer faithful reflections of bodies in water while simultaneously inviting thoughtful consideration of the types of bodies that have historically been and are currently subject to violence and discrimination. Wow. Um. Khalida's work is amazing she's got some new stuff I can't wait to check it out I haven't I didn't come across these four new abstract pieces I'm gonna to have to do a little bit of research on mine and see what that looks like maybe I might have to make a trip to New York maybe hey just know the reason right <laughs> well uh looking forward to that adventure and I'm so happy you were able to join me on this adventure getting to know Khalida Rawls uh for this and other artwork we discuss, again you can visit my website darwin docker.com backslash ekphrastic. it's where you can find all the stuff catalog for your viewing pleasure uh by the way if you like the show or if you want to leave some creative feedback please rate us five stars hopefully don't be a hater and leave a comment that's always helpful uh, another great way to support the show is to share it on your socials facebook twitter whatsapp all that good stuff we'll take it i'm darwin messedu thanks again for listening to the Ekfrastic.